Caroline. I'm Jason. Welcome to one more episode. In this episode, we get into episode four of The Old Man with our special guest, Andy. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast, One More Episode. Welcome to One More Episode. This is a podcast where we talk about what we've been watching in the murder, mystery, and psychological thriller genres. So we're watching The Old Man, and we'll be talking about episode four. And tonight we have a guest with us. Andy is joining the podcast for the first time. Hi, Andy. Hi, Jason. Hi, Caroline. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome, Andy. We're so glad that you are on the podcast. Andy and I met through our pups. That's right. Yeah, instead of kids, we have a neighborhood pup playtime. And just by talking, we we talked about some of the shows we've been watching, um, of course. And I know that you also like shows in these genres. So I wanted to ask you, is there anything you've watched this past week that you want our audience to know about? Being that I had COVID last week, I'm probably the world's foremost expert on television. It's probably about <laughs> 9% of what I did besides sleep all last week. Um, one thing that I did watch over the course of probably one day that stuck with me the most that I quite enjoyed was season three of Umbrella Academy. I think, I don't know if either of you have watched that. Jason, have you seen that? I have, and I was going to start um, this uh, season this weekend, and um, it got away from me. So I, I will start okay. that um, later this week, probably. I think it actually falls very well into the mystery genre. I think that um, it a lot of times it is kind of a big, not necessarily a crime story, but kind of a who done it and why and what's going on, and plus it it leads a lot for the viewer to try to figure out. Um, I like it. I think it's pretty cleverly written. I think it's a lot more that and the, uh, um, I'm a big fan of the boys. I like that kind of comic book genre. Uh, but I like, I, th- I think both of these, the, actually I haven't read any of the boys, but with Umbrella Academy, I think that the TV show blows away the comic book. I think just the way they've expanded upon it and the, the stories they tell and how they tell them and the character development throughout, I, I think has been a, a pleasant surprise. I think that they had an opportunity to really mess this show up and I think they've done a really good job. But the second season was better than the first and the third one is, uh, I think, equally comparable. Oh, so this was this is based on a comic book. Correct. Okay, I didn't know that. So it's uh, the basically it's the um, in in the nineteen eighties there's these crazy pregnancies that these women girls a lot of two just woke up one day and they weren't pregnant and then instantly they became pregnant and gave birth to these kids and this eccentric billionaire tried to round up as many of these kids as possible and he got seven of them and um, uh, developed them into a a superhero group and you know and this was when they were kids and of course as they got older uh one dies one disappears into the in time traveling and just the you know the family becomes very dysfunctional and breaks up but um i think that the the storytelling in it like the music's excellent in it um the pace of it i think is really good good combination of uh good acting good it's funny at times too, which is a lot of times hard to pull off. So, oh, I've uh, I've really enjoyed it. I'm, I was sad when the uh, season ended. I thought it was kind of dark um, along the lines of like Watchmen um, and some of those mm-hmm. uh, movies, series. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, that series, Jason. I think we both watched Sense Eight. A little bit, just like as far as like these kids were born. Right, like on the, wasn't it like the same day or something, like around the world? The and then exact they same day. Mm-hmm. Got back right. together or something. Isn't that, wasn't that the premise of that show? Since I, I think mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, I've kind of been wanting to start that one, Andy. I just haven't yet, but I am intrigued by it. So if you thought it was a good one, maybe I'll have to start that one. I do. I, I highly recommend it. 
I think it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we, uh, I was kind of sad to binge it all out in one day. I should have savored it a little bit more. Yeah. But I might revisit the whole, uh, I might start again at season one and just go through them all. Too, so. so Jason, I hope you enjoy that this weekend because I certainly did. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm really excited about watching it. So is there anything that you watched over this past week, Jason? I finished Stranger Things. Um, oh. And it's, it's really, I think the show is really well written and produced. Um, and this, um, the end of the season kind of reminded me of like how Buffy, um, before the last season. I'm on, uh, wait, I'm on episode five. Oh, you are? Yeah, so I'm, uh, I think I'm getting close to the end-ish. How many episodes are there? I think there's seven. The, the two that they waited to release um, just dropped. I think it was seven plus two. Yeah. I think it's nine. Yeah. And the, two, the last two episodes are, um, the first episode is an hour and a half, and the second episode is two and a half hours. So oh. be prepared. Okay. Yeah. So you enjoyed it. Oh yeah. Okay. You were satisfied. I'm satisfied. And there's going to actually be one more season. So uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'm satisfied. I, I don't know if I, I, um, <laughs> I thought the first seven were good, but I don't know about the, uh, the last two left me. I, I guess it's good. It left me wanting a little more, but I thought it was, um, I don't know a little anticlimactic and just following kind of the same pattern that they tend to do. Um, but, you know, I, not to ruin anything for you on Caroline. I, I thought the season was great. I think the show's great. I, I, I love the nod, the, the subtle nod and not so subtle nod to the, uh, to the whole eighties genre, you know, to Spielberg, JJ mm-hmm. Abrams, that kind of stuff. And um, um, yeah, I, it's good. I, I, I hope that, you know, it's funny because those kids are now in that, that awkward teen phase, you know, the, and um, I'd be curious how they do with the, with the aging of them, you know, so they're going to be a couple of years older by the time the season five comes out. Um, right. How, uh, you know, how they're going to play this. Are they going to put in the future and make them more like seniors in high school and how it's progressed or something? But, um, but yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was good overall. That's a little picky about the, the last couple episodes, but but yeah, it's interesting, Jason. Right about how it was like an hour and a half and two and a half hours, like. But I guess just the way it splits up, it's probably best to. Uh, I was wondering how else they could have edited that into three episodes, but I guess right. it kind of makes sense. The way I thought the same thing. I was like, "Gosh, they should have just split this up." But um, yeah, I mean, what what are you gonna do? I love Matthew Modine. I think he's really good. I think he. Paul Reiser's character is a little flat, but the Matthew Modine character, I think he does a good job. Matthew Modine, man, he's old now. Ooh, oh, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that about him. He's still got a nice head of hair. I'll say that. Yeah. He's got the thick <laughs> I, think I think that's fake. <laughs> probably. Oh, well. Probably fake. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be a fake. It's like, what do you call it? Like a couffet or like... <laughs> well, I'm glad that you all... You know, I, I have really, was really unsure about this season and what else they could do with it without just like repeating the same thing. But I will say after this last episode, I, I mean, it has been, you know, darker to me and more like, you know, there's like some kind of demon presence and, and everything. And I haven't, I have enjoyed it. Um, I think they did a good job wrapping around the story. Like you have answers now mm. in this season to the beginning and Hawkins and why Hawkins. Right. Um, so I, I thought that was done well. I thought so too. I, I did like that too, because it was, otherwise it was like, why does he want to live in this town? Right. Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> some like, random town, like there's some a, NASA crap yeah. going on or whatever. No, I, I agree. I, I did like how they explained that one. It, um, I don't know, it, it started off, I didn't really like the whole California vibe at first and the bullying stuff. Ever, but it, I thought it uh, it picked up and got better. And I, I like the Nightmare on Elm Street vibe about it. You know, I, I like the um, it's a little bit spookier and scarier than other seasons as compared to just mm-hmm. freaky. Oh, some people stopped watching because they think it's too scary now. 
I know my sister and my niece are like, they stop watching because they're like, it's too scary. And I'm like, okay. So. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I watched Mind Over Murder, a documentary on HBO Max. I was the one that suggested that to you and I didn't even watch it. Oh, I, I I recommend this one. Um, it's about a murder of a grandmother in Nebraska in this really small town, and six people end up going to prison for the murder, and they confess to the murder in some way or another. And I'll, I don't want to give too much away. Um, I'm on episode three. Um, an episode drops each week for this one. Um, but what it's made really clear to me is that you really need to get a lawyer before you talk to the police. (laughs) I have watched way too many of these documentaries at this point that even if I know I'm innocent, which I guessing I will be usually right. Like in, in any situation, um, you always have to have a lawyer. Unless it was Paul that was murdered. Right, right, exactly. But it's like you ha- you have to have a lawyer present. You have to have a lawyer present, and now I think the Supreme Court court ruled that you don't you do not have to be read your Miranda rights anymore. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I forget exactly what the I don't know if it's is that cut and dry about they don't have to read them to you, but it's possible that like cases won't be thrown out the way they used to be if. I'm not exactly sure. Oh, if your rights aren't read to you or something, like now they can't just throw the case out if they don't follow a certain protocol protocol or something. You know, again, it's on episode three, so I'm not sure like how exactly this is going to pan out. But just these like confessions that people make, I mean, it's just really fascinating how people can confess to things and they maybe didn't do them well are you all ready to talk about the old man episode four yes absolutely this episode starts off we see that dan chase i guess we're still calling him that um he has pulled over and the trunk is open i just wanted to ask you all about this beginning scene (sighs) And they leave the, they kind of like leave the audience hanging. Like if, you know, you haven't seen like previews or anything that what's coming next, it's like, is she going to get out of the trunk or not? Like, right. He keeps putting his hand out. Like, I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't think she was really in there because my gut reaction is if someone opens up the trunk, let alone what they were in Pennsylvania. Now they're like in the mountains, like all right now, right. if she'd been in the trunk for a couple of days and also that thing opens, she would have come out there like you had a like a badger in your throat. I mean, she would have come out <laughs> screaming and yelling and pissed off. And yeah, I mean, did he feed her? Did he let he let her pee? Yeah, I mean, was she bound and gagged? You know, through this whole thing, it's like, yeah, she'd be irate. But what he had like a little like monologue that he just kind of uh, you know said to her. That kind of lost me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess I was thinking, okay, this woman, it just seemed like she was in shock um, over like what happened. She was completely Uh, silent as well as he's like, right, like talking to her and like, like you said, like giving this monologue. But yeah, I mean, I kind of agree the reaction at this point, like we don't know how many days she was in there, like um, maybe three days or something. I remember them in a scene after that saying that they were like he was like three they were gone like it's been three days or something but yeah i would not just be silent like i would be like yelling at this guy (laughs) like running away like where am i you know um, well good old zoe makes up up for it at the end of the episode i will have to say she she does (laughs) and we'll talk about that um yeah, she also, he gave her the opportunity to call her son and leave a message and she doesn't. And um, then they throw her phone away. So I didn't know if there was anything to that or um, I thought that was also a little weird that she didn't want to say anything to her son and just. But what do you say? I mean, and I, th- I think also that she's had a, uh, she's kind of had a break. I mean, her world just got, flipped over within a matter of a couple of days, you know, like what she took for reality and, and now what happened and things that she's seen. 
Um, and even just letting herself speaking her mind, like that scene at, at dinner, I forget if that was episode two or three, uh, probably two, that they're, uh, that they're having dinner and she tells them the one story and then tells them the second story, you know, how she's really mm-hmm. doing, kind of thing. I thought that was, I thought that was a great scene. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was even better that in the following scene, he shoots her and the two cops. And I was like, yes, finally, you know, <laughs> TV done right. This is perfect. Right. You know, you, you develop this character a little bit, just enough. So you're not expecting her to get whacked because right. I mean, like we all know that Jeff Bridges is not going to die today or tomorrow in any of these, in the next right. two episodes, you know, so we're, we, we have that he's going to get out of, you know, these situations, any situation eventually. But the fact that I thought for those couple seconds that they actually killed her off early on, I thought was amazing. But I think that what we're seeing is Dan Chase knew that he should have killed her then because now she's a loose end and we see what, what's, what's happened. So if he had have done what he knew he was supposed to do, which was kill the two cops and kill her right now, what we're going to see in these later episodes would not have happened. Well, and it goes back to, um, you know, people saying that he's, he's making mistakes because he's older too. So um, I think, yeah, it's a reflection of um, his age, the old man. Sure, sure. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, but what, you know, and as we get older and softer too, and your priorities change and, you know, he he hasn't had a connection like this. He, he likes Zoe, you know, and um, he hasn't had a connection like that. He, you know, he keeps fairly close with his daughter, but not, um, but since his wife died, you know, he hasn't had anything like this. So Dan and Zoe are gone and they end up, are they in Las Vegas? That was a question I had. Or LA. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we hear, I think it was in a scene following that, that they told Harold that, yeah, they're like three days gone. Like we don't know where Zoe and Dan Chase are. Um, and his daughter who goes by agent Adams, um, is asking Harold questions. And he says, you know, why are you so interested in like the wife, like who Dan Chase's wife was? All he says is, you know, she had an effect on the men around her. At that point in the episode, I was going to ask you, like, I, I really didn't, I thought maybe he sensed something was up with his daughter of, you know, why is she always asking questions about this wife? But I really didn't think he knew at that point who this person is. That's my question is, do people just act like they don't know? (laughs) They know who she is because um, uh, the other agent as well, just the way he talks to her, it's like they're talking in code. Like they know, but they can't say anything. I don't know. I, I... That subplot bothers me. It's just a little too convenient, and it's a little too. In a way. And I don't know if it's if from the book, if they've combined a couple of characters into that one character or something. But I don't know. Maybe also that I have a hard time getting past her as a maybe from Arrested Development. That, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can. Um, I, I'm curious to see where they go and at what point is it revealed. I think as soon as her father takes a look at her, he's going to know exactly who she is. Well, and, and my question is, too, is, is Harold um, setting her up with this plane ride that he knows? Yeah, I, I don't think so. And I mean, I, I'd be, I think that'd be a pretty good twist on it. But I think that we're also seeing that Harold's damaged goods since his, um, is it his daughter and son-in-law or son and daughter-in-law? died i mean he's kind of a wreck um and i think that he has that i think he's blinded by um what's her name i keep calling her maybe agent who is agent adams um um, yeah i I think he's blinded but i think it'd be a great plot twist if he's really been uh you know playing the long con with this the whole time but Mm -hmm. seeing how he um uh has been assisting Chase get away on a couple times. I, yeah, I don't know. It'd, it'd be cool. I, I'm curious. I mean, I'll, I I saw they got renewed for a second season, so I'm glad to 
to see that. Yeah, it's, it's gotten really good reviews. So. so Agent Adams, Dan's daughter, is asking him about her mom. And um, he tells her that, you know, the reason this is all going on is because he took her mother away from homicide. And that's all it is. It's a grudge. Do you think that's all it is? Um, no, I do not. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's another backstory. Yeah. Here, I, think. I am convinced because I feel like every movie, every series, it's always a soap opera. And it always comes down to like, who is your father? Who is your mother? And I really think that she is Hamzad's daughter, that they fled from him and that her mom, like she was pregnant. Her mom was pregnant with her. and he's found out that this is his biological daughter. That's, that's just like my little theory in the background yeah. about it. So they were, I was trying to think about to the first episode, there was that flashback scene in like the coffee shop or the diner when Chase, whatever his name is at that time, and, and the wife decide that they're going to settle down. They're just going to quit running. Mm-hmm. And any idea how long they had been on the run for at that point? I mean, it made it sound like it had been a while, like they were tired of running. Um, but I, I wonder, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be very curious if this is more than just a, uh, a love triangle grudge here, if there's more to it. I think that, um, I don't know if you caught it, but like the, the Russian guy in the flashback scene, the, the commander that they had gone back, they went and kidnapped and brought back. That's the same guy that he wants to go meet in the uh, mining and gas consortium thing. Um, when he's trying to set up that meeting with the guy in Central Asia, it's that same guy that they kidnapped in the flashback. Okay. Right, I, or something like that. So they were talking in code that whole time, right? Who, when he was talking to like the young guy, the business guy? Yes. Um, because I think he's an agent. I just thought he was just a uh, just a yuppie. Yeah, me too. No, I thought I thought when he said, you know, my mom, you know, was the secretary or whatever. Like, I feel like his mom worked with, uh, like back Dave. in the day, like, and like, now he's an agent and he's he's taking care of him as a favor yeah. to his mother. So that the whole front company that they know, yes. that it's been a front mm. company for so many years, and right. that they're. Uh, I'd be curious about that because I mean, uh, and I guess that we're talking about business and the way of, you know, the risk mitigation and stuff like that. And, you know, and then, yeah. yeah I or maybe I my imagination that one too. Was just crazy. No, no, no. Cause I, I, I wondered about this whole, you know, these, these front companies and everything that he has going on and how, much money this really is. And, yeah. Like this alias and, and this right. company. And it's like, well, how is he, Right. Like, I think his last name is Dixon. Um, you know, it's like, how yeah. is he now Dixon? And like, they're like, hey, welcome back. And sure. Thanks for taking care of the place for me. And, you know, and it's right. like, well, how did I mean, that's a, that's kind of an interesting call, Jason. Like, I really didn't like see that at all. I, I was like you, Andy. I was like, oh, yeah, this is like some <laughs> guy that doesn't know who he is. Right. And he's like, um, that's a really like risky investment. Like you, we can't yeah. do that in a day, you know? And he's like, uh, or tomorrow is fine. And I was like, yeah, what is happening? Like, Hmm. I, I thought that the, the thing about the mother was more so just a, a tool in order to show how long he's really had this company set up and how long he's been doing this and, and mm -hmm. building this, uh, this other image going around, but I'm, um, it's not a, with this show, I, I'm expecting anything. So. Right. So something else that happens in the episode is Emily talks about her mom in the episode, and she makes a statement that um, she was a shell of a woman. Um, she might have said that in a previous episode, but it just seemed like she was hollow and she like had a previous life that like she wanted to essentially like go back to and here she was which kind of made me think about Dan Chase and who he is and if we have been led to believe that he's someone that he's not and so I started to think about that a lot and um there's a flashback of them 
going into this, what looks like, I think it's a, a village where I think the Russians are there, right. And they're like attacking this village, um, like women and children. And so Dan and his wife's sister. And she's a badass, man. Did you see yeah. her take out that yeah, one yeah. dude? I was like, wow. Yeah. Like <laughs> exactly. They go into this village and like, they're having this dialogue where she's like, you know, my sister has this effect on men. We're like, everyone's under her spell. Um, and you seem to be under her spell too, because she wants this bloodless, you know, like resolution. And he's like, uh, yeah, no, by the way, who's, who said that? And then, right. yeah, it's like he and she like go in there and like slit throats and it's like, oh, like, okay. So, hmm. I think it's interesting that you bring up about the daughter about the, you know, cause she never really knew her mother really, because if you think about how um, her sister is describing her mother back when she was younger, they were in college and like you said, the effect that, uh, that she has on people and even just seeing her character and how intelligent she is and insightful and wise at this young age. And especially in, you know, a male dominated um, Afghanistan society. Um, but, and then her mother, but then um, uh, Emily just doesn't really know her at all. It doesn't know this side of her mother, you know, to her, she's just kind of this generic mom. And, you know, I mean, do we ever, you know, it's funny, like, I think we all probably at one point or another have heard stories about our parents. You're like, really? This is my money you're talking about did this? No <laughs> right. way. You know, it's just not that person that you know. Well, um, interesting you guys say that to you because back up to the part where she says she doesn't know who she is. Okay, is this not a quote from like the whole, all of the characters? It's like Dan, um, Agent Adams, Zoe, and the mom have all said in this show, I look in the mirror and I don't know who I am. They all have an identity crisis here. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. and the other thing they keep saying in the show is this thing about the old man and how the truth is in silence. And they said that again in this episode when they were telling a story about the truth is in silence and language deceived. And so it's basically like, to me, like who, you know, when you're talking, you're basically lying. So like, who are these people really? And like, <laughs> like these characters that, you know, we think this is who this person is and they're really not. Sure. So, I mean, just throwing it out there too, um, you know, the, the mom, Agent Adam's mom, like who knows if, um, she wasn't sent to get intelligence um, from the U.S. You know what I mean? Like, sure. she could have an alternative motive to have gone with it. I like, too, that she has, um, you know, she has, it's not Alzheimer's, but it's another... Um, Huntington's disease, like, wasn't it? Yeah, so it yeah. was. And, um, you know, so, yeah, she even had that point when she had, like, that moment of clarity or near clarity where, you know, in the bathroom, she was like, you know, who am I? So I think that's kind of telling too and falls into that whole motif that, you mm -hmm. know, who are we all really and do we remember who we really are? Yeah. Right. There also is some dialogue. Um, I think Dan is having a flashback of his wife and she is talking about um, Hamzad, like how he, he wasn't a monster, but he turned into a monster and that's why they they had to leave and like she and Dan basically turned into monsters themselves to get away from him. And so, yeah, there's just this big question mark. Like, what does this all mean? Like, what did he do? And then what did you all do? Right. And, you know, it makes me wonder too, if she, did she actually want to go with Dan or was she forced to go with him? And they were forced into this life in hiding and there really well, wasn't anything there. I don't know. I'm just, you know, all these they questions. Pretty, they seem pretty legit in the flashback in episode one, you know, at the coffee shop. Yeah. It seemed, I don't think it was not so much a force. And I don't know if I've just watched too much TV lately. I'm not even sure if it's this show anymore, <laughs> but were they, um, did they mention something about, you know, no one ever pictures himself as the villain? Was this the show? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. that, that, you know in, in your own narrative, you're never the bad guy. You know, no one ever thinks that they're the villain or they're the bad guy. Right. You know. Right. Because we're all motivated by something. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk in this series about who the villain is, right? Um, 
you know, you don't think you're a monster. Will you become a monster? Everyone becomes what they don't want to be essentially. Um, yeah. So I think it just leaves it open for like, okay, you know, like personally, I really like Dan and his character. And I guess I've always seen him as a non-villain, even though he's like taking people out, <laughs> like, right. like anybody, yeah. but then it's like, are they going to totally flip this on me to where he, he, he's actually the villain or is it not? And I'm just kind he, of like reading. You can't have a show anymore without an anti-hero. You know, I mean, all the successful shows basically have it. It's, it's, it's the norm these days. And, and plus, cause we're just seeing for the most part, except the scenes of seeing him get up multiple times to pee in the middle of the night. We don't really know the real guy, you know, cause everything else is pretty much a front that he's putting on in front of other people, whether it be the doctor or, um, uh, people on the phone or Zoe or whoever, you know, he's playing a role. So have we really even seen, I mean, I guess the stuff in Afghanistan, the flashback scenes are closer to who he is. But at the same time, he's a CIA agent, you know, where they are in, you know, in the name alone right there is. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that draws ties to like Homeland too, because mm-hmm. Carrie mm-hmm. always thought she was the hero and everyone else around her was like, Oh my God, Carrie. What did you do? <laughs> why, why are you not taking your meds, Carrie? Right. <laughs> did you watch Homeland, Caroline? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Carrie Bradshaw or whatever. Is that her name or is that the girl from Sex in the City? That's Sex in oh, the City. Oh, that's Sex in the City. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. She, uh, yeah, her mental illness was like a fine wine, man. Like when she, uh, and she was so great at it too. I mean, just her facial expressions and stuff. Oh gosh, and, uh, she nailed that stuff. Yeah, Claire Danes like nailed the ugly cry for yes. Carrie. She's the best ugly. <laughs> Carrie Matheson. It was Carrie yes. Matheson. Carrie Matheson. Yeah. Carrie yes. Matheson. There you go. Right. Yeah. If if only she was able like to pull pull off like a full on snot bubble would be like the only way that she could have nailed it. The ugly cry better. <laughs> Well, something else that happens in this episode is the assassin comes back. He has a phone call with Harold and he's like, hey, you know, like trying to figure out was I set up or what was going on here and says to him, you know, either Dan Chase is the luckiest man alive or you've got a mole in your midst. And at that moment, I think he realizes who it is. Did you all? I don't know because I, I think he's blinded. I don't know. I um, I, I think he's as he he's at the twilight of his career. He's not as sharp as he used to be. He too is the old man in this situation, and I think that he's uh he's too blinded with emotion. And um, Emily's the closest thing he has to um a daughter really at this point. Or I mean, I guess he, I mean his wife and that and his grandson, of course. You know, I mean he's still connected there but it's not that same kind of connection well and he makes that comment too when he gets on the plane um uh, to the other agent i forget his name um is it runyon um waters waters runyon waters (laughs) 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 but he makes that comment about being a parent he says um something about um the biggest mistake you'll make is letting them in or something Right. And they'll break your heart or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think definitely at that point, I think if he didn't know um, when he got the phone call, he might've just been in shock that, you know, there is a mole. And then like, whenever he was getting on the plane, I definitely think he knew at that point that. Didn't Harper, didn't Harper call him when the SWAT team was like on the way? That was the first round. That That was the first That was in episode one, but then didn't he get a call right before? And that was Adam. I think they did it the second time. That was his daughter yeah. right. called the second time. Okay, right. right. Again, the heads up, right. the SWAT was on the way. and the, the Yeah, other. Harper's con- conflicted. He's like, I'm going to save you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to save you. I'm going to kill you. All right. Once again, it's, a, it's not black and white, good guy, bad guy. You know I mean? Right. They, there's someone that he's known for a long time. They've been through a lot. And, um, and at this point, too, I mean, your priorities change. I mean, I've, you know, there's... I think we probably all have this too, that probably someone from your twenties or whatever, that for whatever reason you stopped being friends and now can you remember 
the reason why, you know, it's like, oh yeah, for some reason we had a big falling out and now it's like, yeah, I don't know what that was about. And if you see them now, it'd probably be like, yeah, what are we even mad about each other about or something? You know, was it like $150 back in 94, you know, or something? Well, now women always remember like- (laughs) You do, that is true. (laughs) No idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) We, we We always remember, but yes, it seems really trivial now. I mean, it is. Right, right, so right, trivial, yeah. but yeah, I think women more than men like remember like what it was. <laughs> and there's usually some guy involved too, oh, and yeah, unfortunately. Course, but um, but yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, yeah, how mad? I mean, because and and of course, and 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 time does blur a lot of this stuff, you know. And mm-hmm. it's like, and at this point too, it's like, yeah, this, these these secrets should have stayed buried. There's no reason this stuff should be coming up now, and um. You know, and then why is it? And, and like you said, you know, is it because Hazard knows that is he has a granddaughter? Is it? I don't know. Um, I'll be curious to see why uh, why all of a sudden Chase was outed and why they're after him. And or maybe back to my theory that she was sent to get intelligence, but then she did fall in love with Dan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, he does send this representative to meet with Harold and say that, you know, Harold basically uses this as an opportunity to say, you know, I have insight. And if Hamzad wants to know some things and he's looking for answers, like he, you know, I'm here and um, mentions the wife's name, what it was. And I think he intentionally did that because he, he knew that Agent Adams was the mole. And and she's she's doing this too. She's like, she's like yeah, she's looking to the <laughs> side. <laughs> like the side she's eye. listening. Side eye, she, yeah. Right. Like, um, and so I think he did that because he knew. And um, so he ends up saying, you know, she comes back and says, Hey, like, you have a choice. You can get on the plane and like go talk to him or or someone, um, or he, or he was going to, Hamzad was going to release all the information about Harold, right? What, wasn't that the choice? For yeah, him? yeah. Basically that he had, he had interfered with the investigation, impeded the investigation. And Agent Adams, Emily ends up calling her dad and saying, Hey, I'm going to go on this plane with Harold. And of course he's like, no, you, you know, you don't need to do this. And she's like, you know, yes, I'm going. And then she's like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Am I Angela? (laughs) Am I Emily? Like the, the roles are now blurred to like, who am I? And he's like, you know, you're who you, you do know who you are. You. And so it's this whole thing. I think everyone in the show is like struggling with who are they? Well, and I I think um, what the show's really doing a good job of as well is really showing that personal side of people questioning, like, Am I doing the right thing here? Even though, like, again, I'm thinking I'm the good guy, but am I? Right. Right. You're the villain to someone. Right. Probably with every decision <laughs> that you make. Right. right. So uh-huh. someone, you know, that's involved, you know, if you if you take a position, if you're hired somewhere, then someone didn't get that position, right? So you're now the villain in their eyes. No, no, even when you but fire you know. someone and you don't want to, you're the villain. But you're the good guy in in a weird way. No, yeah, because right. yes, because um, good workers are usually happy when you fire a bad worker. Right. That, exactly. That's usually that's yeah. usually a celebrated time. Mm-hmm. For, right. for a lot of people you know when you fire someone a popular person for an unpopular reason that's a whole different story but for the most part people fire themselves you know you don't they, they don't unless you have a totally irrational you know manager there these fire firings don't happen in a vacuum and for the most part no one's ever surprised they got fired well i've got some stories <laughs> yeah i was gonna say wait <laughs> wait a second <laughs> You guys are just outliers. <laughs> well, I think I've talk- heard these stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we talk about the last scene of this episode with Zoe? We're not. We're not. We're not, not going to talk about the dogs. Oh, 
Well, they played a very small part in this. Episode. Well, they were cuddling with her. It was like, did they though? They uh, and like, yeah. she is talking to the dogs, and she's becoming a dog butler. You know, and <laughs> right. So there's a sense of a certain sense of familiarity that that has been read out of this now. That the dogs trust her too, which I think That's at true. the same time Chase also trusts her because he leaves her alone there, and he has the assistant call, and that she betrays that trust. Now she doesn't think these dogs have some issues here. But um, I love them. I want to train my pugs to be with killer oh, pugs. Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop. All right. Well, besides the dogs, um, at the very end of the episode, Zoe comes in just like, um, I was kind of surprised by this. I feel like she has finally reached her breaking point with the world at large and is like, you know, I'm just not going to be a complication in your story. This is my story too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need half of everything that you own <laughs> <laughs> to continue on with this charade or this is what I'm going to do. Right. And hey. I, you know, part of me is like, do you know who you're dealing with as ex-CIA agent? And then the other part of me is like, yeah, you've, you've really reached it. And, and you're like, this is who I am. And like, she's just like, I'm going to be accounted for. You have, to, you have to worry about people that have nothing to lose. Because at this point, she doesn't, she, she's broken it off with her son, basically. They showed us that. Of course, you know, the issue with her husband and that she's always been kind of the victim or possibly portrays herself as the victim. I'm not really sure if she's really is necessarily. But, um, but yeah, she... Yeah, she, I, I like, I think she did a great job of conveying that look in her eye, like when the assistant called to see if there's anything she needed, like when she just had that moment of clarity, like, oh, yeah, this is what I need to do. Um, I admit, I was, I was a little mad at her. <laughs> You're a little mad at her for standing, for, for what? Because, but then this is just totally irrational. I mean, she, I think that what she did is the right thing to do. This guy basically kidnapped her put her in a trunk, drove her across country, separated her from what semblance of a life she had left, and then um, just kind of leaves her as, as he goes to meetings and, you know, comes home, honey, I'm home, and that she, you know, kind of, you know, plays the role too, like with the, you know, oh, I, I ordered in, and she's pouring, you know, pouring wine and, you know, having this, you know, dinner here in the penthouse, and, um, and then it kind of takes that turn, and, um, yeah, I mean, although she had every reason to and every right to, and um, I'm not gonna lie, I was like, "Ah, oh, what are you doing? You're ruining this." Well, and I mean, do you think that is because just you're rooting for his character? Probably. Oh, absolutely. I, I, absolutely. I think so too. I think that, like, for me, like when I was looking at that emotion, like, and reaction to her, too, like, like, oh, like, why, why are you like? Like, doing oh, this? damn, another. Yeah. Another thorn in his another, side. Another <laughs> complication for him, right. right? I don't need and, this right now. <laughs> right. And it's like, why do I feel this way when like, if it were you, sure. I mean, and you have nothing to lose. Right. And your whole life is, sure. is gone. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Absolutely. And that's and that's why it just cracks me up that, that I, I, I caught myself feeling that way. It was like, you know, that's totally irrational, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think it also goes back to that at that point, too, he probably realized that I should have killed her out on the the traffic stop. I mean, there's no time like the present either, right? Well, there was that too <laughs> at this point because she what she has one passport that she's you know that they really have to tie to her. It's not like anyone's really going to be looking for her or missing her if she right. if she disappears too much. I mean, for a person that doesn't hasn't really ever existed. Exactly. Yeah, I wonder too if it has to do with Jeff Bridges that. Like just he's been around for so long. If you're also rooting for Jeff Bridges, I, I'm rooting for the Big Lebowski too. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> that's dude. what I'm asking myself anyway. Because, right. um, and just you know, he's. I mean, yeah, it's like yeah, he's taking people out, but it's Jeff Bridges, and like he's still lovable, I guess, to me. Like, right. all those people he's taken out, or the dogs have taken out, have been people that came after him. I mean, he's been mining his own business for 30 or 40 years. These people came to him. 
you know, and it's like, and these people are just paid assassins or, or company men for the CIA or contractors or whatever. It's not like that there's a, uh, except for, you know, his, uh, uh, Hamzad, you know, there's nothing's personal with this stuff. It's these people are coming to his home and disrupting his life. And as far as anti-heroes go, they're not giving you a whole lot to hate on for the most part, at least not yet. So not yet, as we said, yeah. Well, back to the assassin too. He's like, he's an aide. He's like, when I'm not cleaning out bedpans, I kill people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> and so, wait, are there? There's two of them, right? Yeah. And they're pink scrubs. And they're both aides. They both work yeah. in the. Okay. Yeah. Well, they have to be nurses. I mean, the one call at the time of death, and you can't do that. I mean, I guess it depends on the state. I mean, we all could. I could do it if I wanted, but <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how official it's going to be. Right. Yeah, I hope, I hope there's more of them. I, th- I thought they were, uh, I like that one too. I, I liked how they did that scene too with the, um, seeing the, the two sides of the phone call at the, um, from the two perspectives, one perspective from Harper's end of the phone call that we saw like in episode two or mm-hmm. three. And, and then um, uh, in this one, the, the one, the perspective from the bus stop. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, th- I thought that was pretty well done. Well, I thought this episode was, I don't even know what this is called, but like a bridge episode between the first half of the season and then what's going to happen in the second half of the season. It's act three, right? Okay. Yeah. So we're moving on to act three, right? <laughs> um, and I think we have three more episodes left. I think there are seven episodes mm-hmm. in this series. So do you all have any predictions for the next episode? I think we might be going down a road of like some twists and turns of um, finding out people aren't really who we think they are. Friends become enemies, enemies become friends kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. Are the, pe- are the people that you think are the good guys are now going to be the villains? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I imagine they're going to have the episode seven, you know, confrontation scene where all players will probably be in the same place at the same time. I did watch the trailer for the series, so I do have kind of an idea about where that may be. Um, but I, I think that yeah, you'll have to have it all all coming to a head, you know, with all the players involved at the same place at the same. Um, but I imagine a pretty good cliffhanger, knowing that they have redoed this for a, a second season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll, they'll. I think it'll be a a pretty phenomenal uh, cliffhanging finale. Well, I'll be like, what? what? <laughs> so, do you think we'll get to meet or see Hamzad? Yes, I think in, yes. in the last episode we'll see him. Okay. Do you think that the sister will come back into play? Probably because she's a little badass. Okay. I was kind of thinking that too, that they wouldn't have brought her in. Yeah. We also might see her die in a flashback though, too. I would be surprised. Mm -hmm. Part of her escape maybe too, that there was, um, she might be, you know, if she was involved in that at all. So I could see it going anyway, but but I hope there is more, more to her. I think that not just because she, you know, is a sneaky little badass, but I think that her dialogue is good. I think she's a good character. Well, anything else that you all want to add before we wrap up this episode? Nothing. I mean, I'm glad we got a little dog talk in. You know, as yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll start. I'll probably have a uh, a podcast just about them. I'll bring them on, <laughs> like you know, yeah. like because I mean, who's going to call me out if I if they're if I'm in their studio or not? You know, and that's just. <laughs> Oh, we can have puppy time. I can bring the pugs too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we take in questions from other uh, from other dogs. Jason, I told uh, Caroline that I'm, I was probably going to start writing fan fiction for the dogs. You know, like oh. like had the story told from uh, from their point of view. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm uh, I'm I'm sure excited. I like um, um, I like Jason. Uh, ideas I think that it give you a lot to think about and how the, the directions this could go and um, I'm often disappointed by things so you know 
with TV especially because I think they they fall into a, a predictable pattern, and um, I really have my hopes up that this one will uh, will break that mold a little bit. And, Me too. Uh, it's out there. And it's possible he won't be an anti-hero. You know that they'll this will actually be a true hero. Um, mm-hmm. But like every hero, they are they are conflicted. You know, so but might not necessarily be. Oh, he's going to pull a carry. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's got big shoes to fill (laughs) well we'd love to hear what you all think about the old man tell us what you're watching and um give us some feedback you can send your messages to like one more episode at gmail.com or you can find us on instagram or you can also leave us a review on spotify we'll be posting our two latest episodes this Friday. And we want to thank our guest, Andy, for joining us tonight. Thanks, Andy. Thank you, Jason, Caroline. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a fun conversation. And just to let you know, we usually have our guests back for the finale episode. So we're hoping that you'll be able to join us to talk about the finale. I'll have notes. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Jason, someone will have notes. <laughs> nice. I never have any. <laughs> Correction. I will not have notes. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. And we will see you next week. Bye. 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 This has been a Caroline Home Production.